0: What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. We got to talk about Neuralink, Elon's brain chip company. Uh, You know, as much as Tesla and SpaceX are changing the world and we know Elon Musk for them, I think it's even more ridiculous and absurd that the world we live in is more like a sci-fi movie or Netflix special than reality because Elon Musk also has a brain chip company that is potentially even more likely to transform humanity, I think, than Tesla or SpaceX and really become um, a a moment in human biological evolution where we go fully sort of symbiotically merging with technology and computers, the robot revolution. Um, I think this is literally we're watching a Black Mirror episode. Um, in real time. Like I went to the Neuralink event probably like two years ago at this point when they started to first show what Neuralink was, what they were working on. And I remember I it, it was this eerie feeling of like you watch Elon come on stage, like this immersive IMAX screen. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm at the start of like the scariest sci-fi movie um, in humanity's history. And so it's been incredible to see Neuralink not just become or sort of go beyond this sort of science project or just idea that Elon Musk has about putting a chip into our brain to solve this existential threat of artificial intelligence. You know, humanity's smartness, our brains, our evolution is only so intelligent and artificial intelligence getting way, way better, super, super quickly, inevitably going to surpass human intelligence by a huge, huge margin. So the question is, what do we do? What do humans look like at that point? Do we just let artificial intelligence pass us, control our lives. You know, Who knows what they're going to be scheming uh, on with humanity if we just give them all control, right? So how do we stay along for the ride? That's Elon's move with Neuralink and this idea that by implanting a chip in our brain where we can leverage the power of AI with us and sort of merge with it, we'll be able to go along for this incredible, crazy ride. So Neuralink um, this summer had a really interesting update where they showed us a couple pigs, Gertrude, the pig, and with the boop, Boop, boop. So, we saw these sort of spikes in Gertrude's brain. She had the Neuralink implanted, and she was walking around sniffing food, and then every time she sniffs food, like, boop, boop. So- That was really cool and a huge step. And and as much as you're like, oh, this is sci-fi, this is really weird, as much as it seems out of left field, this is actually pretty normal or sort of like an incremental, basically Elon's taking what he does with every industry, the status quo of brain-machine interfaces, or that's this sort of technological umbrella where Neuralink fits under, which is already a category in technology that solves diseases and is implanted in humans. Um, I think the status quo right now is something called the Utah Array, which is this really sort of ghetto thing that has like 256 electric spikes, basically, they're just zapping your brain with electricity, um, and that can make you do stuff, whether, you know, if you're paralyzed or you, you can't, your brain's not working to tell your body what to do properly, at least some of these huge electrical signals can start to impact that. And it's already made a huge improvement on thousands of people's lives the fact that we can, just with a little bit of electric stimulation, bring back some of that brain functionality. So it goes to think that the more precise that brain, that electric zap gets, the more we understand about how to zap, where to zap in the brain. It sounds really simple, but, you know, your electrodes pulsing, your thoughts that your brain that you think are so complex that you think is, you know, couldn't be explained by technology or computer, well, really, it's just all these electrical signals. And so Neuralink is taking that, you know, 256 electrode electrical signal sender approach that is the status quo and bumping it up to like 1024 um, doing it much easier much less invasive procedure i'm assuming they're planting it in a much more strategic way but my point being with this little rant was just they're advancing the status quo of this brain machine interface technology this is already something that exists that the starting point of this technology has been proven and that's why initially neuralink was met with a healthy amount of skepticism in the uh you know academic community about like you know what is elon doing there's no way he's gonna be able to do this but now academics at least some of them are starting to warm up to this like Neuralink's, a- as much about w- what it can do for humanity and health and solve these problems but also just for science and academia what we can learn about the brain like we've been doing these utah rays they give us such limited data and insight into how the brain works you know step number one to understanding the brain is figuring out what it is getting more and more data about it and so um i think that's a really really interesting part of what Neuralink's doing and i think They're going to lead to some fundamental game-changing theories and understandings of what, you know, what the brain is, how it works. Um, Yeah, I just think we're going to unlock a huge amount of science by by having Neuralink implant these chips and start learning. Okay, so I'm getting sidetracked, but I wanted to start this video by watching the Monkey Pong video that came out like a month ago at this point where they show, let's just watch it together. Okay, here we go. So this is the monkey in the Neuralink test lab, I guess, Who and this monkey does have Neuralink implanted, I believe. And so they're sort of testing um, how well they can he can control the computer. And it looks like he starts by training him on this like joystick thing. Um, and then he's like slurping a banana smoothie out of that thing for sort of like an incentive. And he's learning how to play the game with the joystick. And it's funny because you think that monkeys are like totally different than us and just animals, but it's funny to see them having fun with Pong. He's a nine-year-old macaw. I was also thinking that he's only nine years old, pretty impressive that they're putting him through this, not even an adult, or I don't know if that's adult for monkey, but, and Neuralink is so cool. They actually talk a lot about how they have really happy monkeys and like are kind of setting a new standard for animal care, which I think is really awesome. Like, yeah, these monkeys are the test subjects in their science, but like want them to have fun, give them a dope banana smoothie, like let them play Pong. Like I feel like the monkeys are having fun with it too, you know? So I, I love that part of Neuralink. But Um, now we're going to get to the more, I think this is where they're training him to just use the controller to play Pong. And then that's how they're mapping out with the Neuralink, with the controller, like, okay, this is how his mind is controlling it. And then eventually they move from him using the joystick to him just using his mind and they actually unplug the joystick. So I think that's what we're going to show here in a second. Um, and... Yeah, so you can see right there, it's unplugged. They've literally unplugged the device and he's just controlling it and playing Pong with his mind. So this is incredible because this is sort of the big breakthrough that is the first application of what Neuralink wants to do. And I think it's insane. We'll keep watching for a little bit, but I think it's crazy. This video has 5 million views already organically, 109,000 upvotes. Over 11,000 comments. Neuralink has 307,000 YouTube subscribers. I mean, um, I I want to make a whole nother video about Elon Musk is the world's greatest influencer, but it is incredible how there's so much free, authentic, organic press that his companies generate um, just by putting out content like this. Like, look at how many incredible... Look at this. So now he's playing Pong. Wow. I mean, this is pretty sick. Still unplugged. I mean, and apparently they were joking about, like, the monkey starting a Twitch channel or something or getting online and, and gaming with people, which I think is epic and would be absolutely mind-blowing, but... um yeah, so anyway, this is this is a game changer because now I want to show you what Elon's tweet said, tweet storm about this when they put out the monkey video. was, first Neuralink product will enable someone with paralysis to use a smartphone with their mind faster than someone using thumbs. Later versions will be able to shunt signals from Neuralinks in brain to Neuralinks in body motor sensory neuron clusters, thus enabling for extreme paraplegics to walk again. The device is implanted with flush with skull and charges wirelessly so you look and feel totally normal. So the first application of this seems so simple, but basically Elon Musk and Neuralink are reinventing the mouse and this data straw concept, which is sort of the backbone of what Neuralink is and what it aims to solve. This theory that, I don't know my my cell phone on me, but we're already cyborgs with our cell phones and we're limited by the data flow between us, our smartphone and connecting it to the internet and it's, you know, really slow with our eyes, telling our finger where to poke and then watching what happens and then poking somewhere else on our smartphone. Like we're already a cyborg interacting with the metaverse in that way and the Neuralink will essentially unlock the bandwidth there by saying I can control it with my mind. So now I'm going to have a really crude analogy about this, but, and shout out to my dad because we were scheming on this. um, I'm going to get sidetracked here, but it's worth it. So this is a wand. So I was in Eugene and I'm in like this little cafe and I'm like, all right, you know, Got to see what trinkets the locals are selling. Like they have all this cute little art in the cafe. Like I'm just browsing while they're making my latte, you know, full Eugene organ time. Like, all right, like instead of making paintings, this dude's making wands, straight up Gryffindor status, authentic souvenir. And then I'm telling my dad about it and I'm like, we came up with this startup idea that's like wand. So like, why couldn't you just, you know, have your wand and point it to something? Basically like Alexa, like that's my camera. Wand, turn on. Like mic, turn on. Lights, off. Door, open, unlock, let my homie in, send a text to this person. Like sort of this this way to send a signal from the virtual world to the digital world. Like imagine if you built a chip into a wand and you just had your little wand. I think this is what Apple's next product should be, the i wand. And then you can just point at anything, turn it on. I don't know. I'm getting a little sidetracked. It's a little bit meta, but... It just, when you, it's a, it's a thoughtful exercise. I don't know if it'll be helpful, but because you're thinking through all the ways at which your brain, if it were seamlessly integrated with technology and the internet and the fabric of like the digital reality and real reality were melded together, how many incredible things could you do? How much could you improve your life? How much could you control? How much would what? you know, what you do every day change if you had this power to seamlessly do it. And so I think we live in this world where we're surrounded by all this technology. I'm surrounded by lights. I'm surrounded by camera. I'm surrounded by this. But there's still a huge friction with how to turn it on, how to interact with it, how to control it in the correct way. And that's what Neuralink is about to unlock, this ability to control all digital and electronic devices with this brain impulse. with And so the amount of technology that we already have, we're almost barely using it to its most potent form because we have to, I have to go press that camera and turn it on. Then I have to go press the mic and turn it on. Then I have to blend them together. Like, I always think the craziest sort of like FOMO I have as a creator, like, honestly, even like painting, like, I did that painting. Not to say this analogy, but to kind of say this analogy. Like, what are you doing when you're painting? Like, you're spreading colors in all these directions sort of as fast as your ideas can can follow them. Like, oh, I want this color to go here. Like, then I want it to change like this. Like, it's almost such a pure connection of like, this is how my brain's flowing. This is how I want the art to look, right? And so my greatest fear is like, how easy is it to recreate a painting as a painter, right? Is, is if somebody has a technology where like their mind is the paintbrush and the art just follows as fast as their mind's racing, so it's this true like the singularity of artistic creation where I have an idea in my head and the Neuralink can capture it and create that idea without me having to go into the physical metaverse and paint that thing. Or like music, if you're making a beat, how many times do you have a melody in your head or I have a kick drum pattern in my head now I have to go find the kick drum. I have to go EQ out the high part. I have to set it up. I have to play it. I have to make sure the timing's right. It takes me like 30 minutes to get this kick drum pattern I have in my head Onto my computer sounding the way I want, even though it already sounds perfectly in my head. So imagine if I had Neuralink, how easy would it be to create beats and create music? And um, you could, as fast as you can think of a composition in your head, you could actually compose it and have it exist in the digital universe and then be a song that you could sell. Anyway, I'm getting super sidetracked and tangent about this, but it's, you know, that's kind of why I want to make this episode and have just no direction with it because I think Neuralink is, this is such a big conversation. This is such a powerful way that humanity is going to change um, that I think it's worth exploring. And going back to this first Neuralink innovation, the product that enables someone with paralysis to use a smartphone with their mind faster than someone using their thumbs. um, I don't even like, yes, this is for paralysis. This could help so many people who like Stephen Hawking, imagine how much he could have told us if he could have just spoke with his mind and not been limited. Um, And so this is going to help so many people give a voice to so many incredible, like, you know, so much consciousness that we're not hearing about because it doesn't have a great way to communicate. So that's amazing. But then you think about, could this go to anyone? Might everyone actually want something where I can think in my, like, how many, I have so many texts I haven't replied to just because it's a pain in the ass to get to them all. So if I could just have them in my brain and just send them off as fast as I, like, it would just solve everything, you know? It would make me so much more efficient as a, you know, the monkey that I am in this simulation, I could be a gazillion times more efficient if I was like that monkey on this, uh, with the mind pong. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's already more advanced than me in a lot of ways, even though you think you're a human, he's a monkey, you know, we're more advanced. It's like, well, a monkey with Neuralink is actually smarter and could do way cooler things. So I don't know where this is all going, but this idea that we're already cyborgs and, that to me that makes neuralink scary and less scary because you think about oh my god neuralink this chip in our brain it's going to change everything you know everyone's going to see and record everything like it's your fo- it's kind of just an extension of your phone like your phone like you take out your camera when you want you decide to record um you decide that you want a video recording with sound you know you decide how to save that video recording where to send it to so that'll be the same in neuralink is you'll have control do i want to record this moment if i want to record it do i want to keep it privately or do i want to share this moment like there's a really weird black mirror episode where like everything's recorded and then like the girlfriend had like something with this dude and then her new boyfriend's like let me see that memory and then she like deletes the memory and it's like okay this is going really this is gonna get really weird really quickly I don't know if I want to get Neuralink honestly because it's just too crazy in some ways I'm like am I the the greatest generation because we're gonna have to live a full life without Neuralink and live like real humans that'll be amazing and beautiful and I will never have to get Neuralink and that that'll be why it's awesome Or will it be awesome because I get Neuralink at the end of my life and that changes everything and I got to experience humanity as a real human and humanity as this biological Neuralink hybrid? Or, and then it's always like, oh, this theory that you could transfer your consciousness from Neuralink um, to, or like, I don't know, this is getting weird, but like, your consciousness could be under Neuralink. Maybe your body dies and we could transfer your body to a new consciousness, like altered carbon or like, I don't know. We got to ask Elon about this. Is this possible to extend life with Neuralink if that's possible? And then I'm like, whoa, this gets really weird. Like there's a a Black Mirror called San Bernardino. It's pretty much every Black Mirror episode is like one weird way that Neuralink could go. But the San Bernardino episode, it's like these people live on a server in this fake world. So they're kind of like really old and, and incapacitated, but they live this incredible life in this virtual world, and then when they die, they can stay in that world forever. And so, but, and then, I don't know, that gets into really weird things. It's like, okay, you died, and now your consciousness is on the metaverse. Can you never kill your consciousness on the metaverse? Is that like this weird hell you're trapped into where you're in like this computer metaverse that you can never get out of? And, you know, what if you start I don't know. I just, there's so many, like one even weird thing as I was thinking is like, what if you're in the metaverse as your Neuralink out of body consciousness? And then like you have like this weird fuzzy starts coming off. Like this could be a great plot for a, a sci-fi movie. Like this sort of like fuzzy, like it's kind of like a fuzzy you see around the outskirts of your vision. And then you kind of hear this fuzzy and the doctors are like, we don't know what it is. Like we haven't been able to figure out the fuzzy, but like everyone's having it and it's growing and we can't stop it. And then eventually you get fully fuzzed and you're just in this like fuzz. It's like your TV where it's white static and then it's like it's like the little ant race like (laughs) like that but on your Neuralink but you're trying anyway (laughs) it's just like I just think it's so incredible and um okay let's I'm we'll talk about the business about Neuralink now okay so I I got a little carried away with the sci-fi crazy future so there's so much weird quirky potential that um Neuralink has to build this insane weird future for humanity but now you're like okay what is that? Like, what is, you know, was that a Black Mirror episode I was just talking about, or is this reality? How far are we from this, everybody getting Neuralink's to where we are today, right? Like, that's what we all want to know. So, Neuralink was started a few years ago by Elon Musk, um, and a bunch of neuroscientists, and sort of really smart academic people. It also has a CEO, um, Max Hodak. I would look this guy up. Max Hodak is the actual, like, sort of president, I think, technically. He's, like, the operator of Neuralink. Like, you know, I don't want—this probably a crude analogy, but, like, SpaceX has Gwyn Shotwell. Neuralink has Max Hodak. Elon's involved, but obviously Elon's running SpaceX. He's running Tesla. Like, he's not obviously doing all the day-to-day of Neuralink, although the amount he does and is involved in all his companies is unbelievable. Um, but Max Hodak also works in is operating of the company. And honestly, they do have a really interesting dynamic on stage. Like, I feel like they're both such awkward people, but they both kind of, like, want the limelight of Neuralink, and there's kind of, like, this interesting rivalry brewing. So, I don't know. And I don't know, that's just me getting sidetracked. But I think that's, it's always interesting to see how Elon runs his companies. He's such a different, wild person. Like, I still think he might be an alien or might just already have Neuralink because it's insane how much of of the stuff he does, but, and how much he knows. Like, the dude knows rocket science. The dude knows electric car batteries. The dude knows Neuralink brain implants. It's like, dude, how do you, how are you experts in three change the world industries that nobody's an expert? Like, nobody's an expert in one of those things, as good as Elon is. Yet he's an expert. Anyway, so he starts Neuralink. AI is going to get way smarter than us. We got to figure out how to be along for the ride. I think the best way to do it is to merge with a chip in our brains. And so nobody's doing this. Nobody's got their shit together. Apple's got $100 billion in the bank. They'd rather buy back their own stock and twiddle their thumbs than invest in something that's actually dope for the future. And so Elon's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So at first when they thought it, it was like this chip that sort of, there's a chip like behind your ears and then all these threads that go into your brain. And then you can like put this Bluetooth thing that charges in the back of your head. And then eventually, they got it down to where it's, or now today at least, we'll see what happens, it's like a coin. So they actually like drill out a piece of your skull, it looks like, I don't know, and of course, take this all with a grain of salt. Because I don't know, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm trying to document, but I don't know. I'm not, I have no idea what I'm talking about in terms of neuroscience and all that stuff. But so they put this little chip in your brain and that is the the Neuralink. And that has the 1024 sort of like electrodes that can zap you. That's controlled by a computer. Eventually, you're gonna be able to charge it wirelessly with a baseball cap. That's what Elon Musk said. I'm not joking. And honestly, I've been freaking out because this is the first HyperChange merch, like the super dope swag baseball hat, right? And so the dad hat and which is going to be epic and now i'm like wait so you're telling me that this in the future the hyperchange dad hat could have charging from my neuralink built in i just go and now i'm charging my neuralink i mean sick i didn't know i was this is going to be like the year 2050 fashion dad hats they're coming back cuz of neuralink like i mean sick okay so they make this neuralink thing Now they're testing it in monkeys. Now, obviously, if you're going to do a device like this, there's so much testing, you know, who knows if if it'll even work, right? So you hire all these people, you you get all these millions of dollars, Elon Musk, the snap of a finger could raise a billion dollars for a project like this, which is actually the reason why Elon's so dope and why he accelerates innovation and also a huge unlock of Neuralink was combined and why the pace of innovation and brain machine interfaces is accelerating to new all-time highs with this. Like you're like, why can Elon just come in and disrupt it and do it? First of all, he's Elon Musk. He's got the charisma, he can get the guap, then he can inspire and motivate and incentivize all these academics who are trying to write a paper to get their ego, you know, look better, and then they're getting paid like these small academic salaries, they're not really making an impact, they're not building things that people are using every day. So Elon Musk can come by and swoop all the huge talent arbitrage. You want to work for academia or you want to work for Elon Musk building a company that's going to change the world? Which one is going to be the thought of as the leader in brain-machine interfaces? You know, the 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 prestige and ego bump of being published in an academic journal is declining and the prestige and ego bump of being associated with Neuralink is increasing. And I think the crossover happened a long time ago and Elon Musk has incentivized these people with stock options, has brought them together, has shattered the change of like, no, we're going to do everything new the different way. New ideas are good. So there's been this incredible systems unlock of just the genius of how he set up Neuralink that I think is allowing innovation to flourish with these incredible minds. You're bringing together tech people, you're bringing together science brain people, you're bringing together surgeons who've been operating on literal brains all day and then these guys who are just coding and have never even been in another room with really another human comfortably at least. You know, like you're just bringing together all these these crazy like uh, disciplines to come up with this product that is is technology, but is also biology. Like, it's a piece of us. It's becoming our body. It has to interact with whatever juice and squishy, like, I don't even know what's in my brain. Like, I'd have to interact with that. So, like, the and it has to last forever. It has to charge. It can't break. It can't have a leak and zap my brain because that would be a disaster. Like, the amount, I don't know. This is so ambitious, and I think only Elon could structure a team that would be able to pull this off. And then... He moves so fast, he sets these deadlines, he has the bold vision, so we've... For the first time ever, we have a laser focus on building a better brain machine interface with huge capital with the smartest people in the world. So there wasn't capital and there wasn't enough people focused on that problem. And I don't think there was enough, there was too many brain academics focused on the problem, not young tech people. Um, And that's sort of the the unlock that Neuralink has. So Neuralink is a biology company, but it's a tech company. And yes, their first problem, and they want to start by solving paralysis and all these medical things. And that's the incentive to commercialize this from a monkey brain to human brain. Who's going to want chips in their brains? People who already can't move and can't talk can't communicate they're going to be the ones who are like I'm down to try it cuz I don't have you know like that's a great option for them and so that's incredible and that'll subsidize the sort of on-ramp to getting normalized and getting safe for other humans who maybe you know it's a higher barrier for them to want to get a chip in their brain and so this is beautiful on-ramp but that's where neuralink is different cuz as much as it's this biological healthcare company it's their goal is for this to be mainstream their goal is for everybody to have this you'll they'll be I mean, it's, it sounds messed up to be like, this is like the evolution of humanity. Like there's humans pre-neuralink and there's humans post-neuralink, but that is kind of the vision of what Elon Musk's weird, I keep using the word dystopian, utopian, I don't know, whatever weird future it's called. Um, that is the vision that everyone will have this or everyone who wants one will have it and it'll be super easy to install. So this is actually like a mainstream consumer device eventually that they want. And they want it to be so easy. You just sign up on your appointment. You go into the thing, a robot bumps it in, you know, it's like, it's, it's as easy as, as, LASIK surgery um, to do. And that's another huge innovation that Neuralink has. That I, When I saw their innovation for that, I was like, bro, this is wild. It's like this thing that like implants the chip in your brain and cuts open your skull, but all robotically because we don't have enough neurosurgeons to install a billion devices. And that's going to cost way too much money. So we need to innovate on the process of how the chip gets implemented into the brain, not just what the chip is. And so Um, But even though when you think of what the chip is, just some wire, little electronics, kind of like a smartwatch, could we get that down to like a thousand bucks? Originally, I was thinking the Neuralink would be detrimental for society because it would be priced at millions of dollars. The the laptop is a bicycle for the mind. The Neuralink is a hyperloop for the mind in terms of data flow, frictionless, you know the will of a human getting put into this digital metaverse. Um, this is just a game changer. But then you're like, oh, is that gonna be unfair? You're gonna be a genius like limitless if you have the Neuralink like Elon Musk already has it. Look all the moves he's making. Got the richest guy in the world out of nowhere. I mean, you know, is that fair that just you <laughs> know, but I actually think it'll be not that expensive, and I think it'll be just an incremental improvement from how we use our smartphones today to start, because you'll have to build out the functionality of Neuralink, all the apps, all the integrations. That'll take time. It won't be as this thing of, like, just the 0.1% have it, and no one else can have it because it's a million dollars. I think they're going to bring the cost down super quickly, and it'll be more about who's gutsy enough to get it. It will be the limiting factor, honestly. Like, you know, like, I mean... And you could argue that we already have this sort of gap in humanity with people who have a smartphone and people who don't. You know, you have a supercomputer in your pocket that's connected to the internet that you can access whatever information you want from the smartest AI in the world, Google. We're already symbiotically intertwined with Google's, you know, consciousness just with a latency of how we check our phones. So, So I wasn't actually planning to make my case in this video about why I want to invest in Neuralink, but I do really want to invest in Neuralink. But you can't really invest in Neuralink. Uh, it's a private company. They probably, I think they are actually taking some VCs though, and like normal VCs, which I think is interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, if I was Neuralink, I would be considering long-term shareholders who maybe, you know, were early Tesla shareholders, also trying to get into SpaceX. I mean, you're letting in a traditional VC firm who needs to cash out of your company in seven years you know, Neuralink and SpaceX and Tesla are so incredible because they're these for-profit companies, but that's just happens to be the structure they're in so they can make the most impact the quickest and do their thing. They're really these things that are advancing humanity in these crazy powerful ways. And in many ways, the incentive and the guiding force behind these companies has to be their change they want to see in the world, not the profit for shareholders. And so... I think it's really interesting that Elon Musk went the traditional venture-backed route for some degree to Neuralink, even though I don't technically know he did that. I just heard through the grapevine that they're letting VCs in. But it's interesting to me that he would do that versus let like really strategic private investors who don't have a time frame on their capital. Like VCs are anonymized capital. You know, you don't, anyway, I'm getting, this is a total tangent, but the point is, I would invest in Neuralink because I think this is gonna be the world's, like if Tesla's the world's biggest, Tesla, SpaceX, and Neuralink are gonna, in my mind, I think those are the three biggest companies, you know, when I die, I don't know which one's the biggest though. (laughs) So Neuralink is, you know, Apple spends a hundred billion dollars. I was joking about that. And it's ridiculous because they're not innovating. You know, they're trying to do the smart glasses. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. And you have them, you know, you have Apple spending infinite amounts of money, but yet Neuralink spending, what, a couple hundred million, a billion dollars, and they're developing the project that Apple can't develop that they wishes they could develop. That shows you the power of Elon Musk, charisma, of people, of engineers, of give-a-shit factor. That's my favorite line, quoting a company as CEO. If, do they give a shit? Like, Tim Cook and people at Apple and that flying spaceship campus, like, just don't give enough of a shit to do something as bold as Neuralink, to take the risk, to work hard enough. Um, they just... I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to me that really, literally before our eyes, we're watching, you know, humanity go from this smartphone thing that will look so ridiculous. It'll look like we're going to go back and look at this 20-year window of where we had smartphones and like we carried our computer around with us. We're like, you know, we're outside like, like, let me take, oh, dude, we want to take a picture? Let me, wait, let me get portrait mode on. It's like, dude, this is like, it's, it's just going to, oh, I want to talk to like my homie across the uh the world. Oh, wait, pull it up text, oh, I got distracted by this social media company trying to get me to interact with them. Oh, now I'm sucked into Instagram and I forgot to even text my friend. Like, it's just going to look like, what was that weird transitional era? So to me, it's feeling like we're already in that era. But... And so it's like, when you think about it from that sort of anthropological perspective, it's like, where's Apple at? Like, Apple, you see how dumb this is. Like, it's too bad Steve Jobs isn't here because I feel like he would have that moment. Like, he does a solid acid trip and he's like, bro, this is ridiculous. The chip's here. We need to get it here. And so that's why the smart glasses are dope. They're working on that. But the Neuralink's the future. This is where this is all headed. I think it's getting more and more clear and inevitable by the day. And frankly, like, I don't know. I've, I've learned to realize that if Elon Musk has thought about it and schemed about it, like, the dude is pretty much always right about these game changing futures of industries rockets being reusable cars going electric not only does he build the company doing it but he bets on vision based for for self driving ai he bets on these technological bets way ahead of anyone else and they say the best way to uh, you know predict the future is invent it i think elon's a great example of that maybe that's why he's so lucky with these but I I just think Elon's right. I think we're headed towards brain machine interfaces. I don't think this stops with the smartphone. And I just think if you look at the flow of humanity and our evolution, you know, our relationship with chips and robots and, and and technology, we just integrate it more. We want more. It's like water flowing downhill, humanity gravitating towards technology. It's just that's just the law of I I don't know, whatever. That's just how it goes. And so we're all gonna have these chips in our brains. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest companies in the world. It's going to be so important that it's a safe product, that it can't be hacked, that we don't have advertising taking over our our mind space. You know, 1984, the CIA controlling us. I don't know. There's so many weird angles of having a chip in your brain. And um I don't know. I just think it's worth talking about. That's kind of what I'd make this episode is, I, you know, Neuralink is so fascinating and it's so early, but as much as it's so early, we have a monkey playing Pong. He could be launching his Twitch. He might already be on Twitch. We don't even know. And... They want to start human trials potentially this year, is what Elon Musk said, on the cusp of starting human trials because that monkey's doing so great. And so this is going to happen. And yeah, it'll take a decade, in my opinion, and a few billions of dollars to perfect the technology, to get it in, you know, hundreds and thousands of humans who are paralyzed, to start helping them, to start learning about the neuralink to start learning about the brain. Um, But then as we start getting late 2020s, 2030, this is going to be a lot closer. You know, it's, and I think, I love the quote of like things that are two years away take way longer and things that you think are 10 years away actually happen way sooner. Or I don't know. There's some quote like that, but this is to me, one of those 10 year buckets. Like it seems so far, it seems so ridiculous and it's probably going to be like Tesla's self-driving. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been making videos about that for five years. Still like, almost, I mean, I got the beta now. So actually, now that I say that, I'm like, yeah, that kind of did work out. Um, but I think Neuralink will... I think like like I'm trying to put a year on when we'll be able to get Neuralink because I think that's a fun guess, right? Um, Maybe like 2028 or 2030. um, I think it'll be it could be like someone who's just normal might want to get Neuralink, and so that's coming up a lot sooner than you think. Apple's PE ratio is probably above 10. They're probably forecasting more cash flow than 10 years worth of static cash flow. So Apple's pricing model isn't pricing in Neuralink's dominance by then, you know, and so. Wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in. The Neuralink hyper scheme. Just wanted to update y'all and just kind of talk through Neuralink, what they're up to. I cannot wait to follow. You know, I'm going to be watching. I'll put the link to that monkey video below. And Neuralink's website has an unbelievable amount of data. They have 33 new open job postings. So if you're trying to work on the future of this, I think it's like the coolest job you could get would we'll be going to work for Neuralink and you would probably learn an insane amount. Maybe dab up Elon. I don't know. Could be sick. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Do this research. I mean, Neuralink's website is incredible. They put a Grind into this, and it's beautiful. So I'm gonna be spending more time with that to try and learn about it. But anyway, this is Hyperchange. Tune in for the Hyper Scheme. Thank you so much for supporting and watching the show. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.